monster through it. When you were trying to yeah. drink, I could see they were hanging down. I didn't know if they were affecting you. Yeah, it'll be alright. We're live. Oh, we're rolling? We're rolling. Oh, good. What's up, everybody? Where are we going with it today? <laughs> I got the attire. Come on. Don't make uh, me waste a good hat. Well, first, shout out to, you know, my sisters in dental hygiene she teaches that and she wanted to let everybody know october is national dental hygiene month okay and requested yeah that we remind everybody to get the teeth get their teeth looked at and cleaned by your dental hygienist there you go you heard it here first get your teeth did love you sis remember good oral hygiene is important well i'm chewing tobacco yeah really good for my teeth all right, that's <laughs> another shout out. That's oh. out of the way. So, a shout out to Jessica and Brent for we got our first gifts to the channel. Hey, is that awesome or what? They that's went to awesome. the fudge factory where you can get your fudge packed <laughs> and uh, shipped out to you. I, I got it hanging on the wall somewhere, probably well, somewhere in here. I'm thinking they got me a <laughs> coffee cup. Oh yeah. Thanks, nice. guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Got our first gifts to the channel. I know. That's, That's cool. That's sweet, yeah. man. So happy with the way this is turning out. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. I like it. Getting positive feedback from people mm -hmm. that are listening, so that's cool. They're enjoying it. Yeah, you know, last week was a little gloomy. I mean, there was yeah. a little humor in it, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the world's gloomy right now. It's it's hard to always find the humor in it. You know, mm. you can't not talk about the stuff, right? I get I it. I mean, I get the it. Kitchen it's... table issues that we're getting into here, and I mean, who ain't talking about getting annihilated in a nuclear war right now? I, I get it. So yeah, but we want to put a little humor into it too. Right when I was. When I was driving with my family today and talking and the yeah. sun shining, like, none of that matters. Right. You know. Yeah, live in the moment. Yeah. Right? I mean. Tomorrow's not promised. So, you yeah. you sent me that video about that guy, about uh, taking the money out of the bank. Yeah. And the way I saw that video was, like, it, it's creating... I feel like people are, people on the right will say people on the left are always looking at something to be outraged about. Right. But then I see a video like that and I'm like, how is that any different than what people complain about the other side doing? Well, I see your point. I, I think if you ask them, they would say, well, we're, we're speaking factually about events that's happening and we're trying to um, educate you know the public or other conservatives to the things that's going on to be careful and mindful of these things you know prepare I, for them okay keep going because so what i and and i'm not saying i feel that way exactly you know i i kind of float back and forth to be honest with you like i told you i'm really conflicted about it because there's a strong conservative in me that says yeah you know we conservatives typically take it on the cheek you know what i mean like what would jesus do turn the other cheek and i think sometimes you they feel that 
you've given a lot of control of the narrative to the liberal side of media or society and it's really hurt the conservative cause right um me personally i guess when when i seen his video what i took away from it was over the last few weeks some people had sent in emails to him that 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 had happened and he had kind of warned people i, I think what i really zeroed in on it was just he was genuinely shocked that it happened to him you know because he was staying under that ten thousand dollar limit he he regularly draws money out that way and it wasn't even the fact that they kind of stopped questioning a little bit it was how harshly they questioned him and tried to talk him out of it and it just kind of made you wonder like why what what is the purpose of the bank I, I wasn't saying like the sky's falling this is the end of the world as we know it you know i know but in my eyes like it's almost like you're looking for something not to be outraged about like yeah and the way like i i told you 10 years ago right i've taken i've taken large amounts out probably three times in the last 10 years yeah and never to buy a vehicle each time. Right. And the first time happened just over 10 years ago. And I needed $12,000. Yeah. And I went in there and they're like, well, you can only take six grand here and I'll call the other branch. You can go over there and get six grand from sure. them. And they asked me the same thing. Like, you know, do you want a cashier's check? You know, it's not safe to carry that much cash around. Right. And I didn't see it as they were... They were limiting my ability to have access to my cash when they sure. offered me a cashier's check they're right it wasn't safe but if i, I would have walked out of that bank and someone would have taken that money or it would have blown out the car window burned yeah. up there's no covering that money right it's gone well there's and, personal responsibility in this though right it's your money it's up to you to I, take I, care of it right once, they once didn't they didn't the deny bank. they didn't tell me i but couldn't i think what they happened just, to him was a little more severe than you know okay. you want a cashier's check there's, i mean i i don't think there's they, three sides to every story right sure. and it's how you perceive right. the situation and none neither of us were there right. i don't know there's his side you the know, bank side and the i know he seems to be kind of an honorable guy you watch him on youtube though yeah you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, people are watching us, and I want them to believe that we're sincere. Right. And you know. right, how many honorable people have you seen caught in some kind of weird scandal? Oh, you know, well, none of us are perfect. We're all so, sinners. So my know? my point is, like, the bank didn't limit my ability. And then my my other question is, so I and I asked them then. I'm like, so why don't you have my? Why can't I access? Twelve thousand. It's not all the money I had in the bank, but right. I'm like, why can't I have the whole well, thousand? Have so much funds available too. Exactly. Right. And right. If, if eight people came in and took twelve grand, there might not be any money left in the bank. Right. Well, thought that there'd be so any, I, but I they said if, if if for some reason everybody wanted access to their money at once, they want enough so everybody can have some of their money. Right. Until they can get more. The way that gentleman was perceiving it was like they should have. Whatever he's got in savings, whether it's a hundred grand or whatever, any branch he goes to, he ought to be able to pull yeah. his whole hundred grand out I and think, walk home. I with think it. he was angry, you know. But because that's like not... I said, he normally he he's been doing the renovation the way I understand it. He's been doing the renovation on his home, and this is kind of normal for him to go and take that nine thousand dollars out, and he's never been hassled. And he took it. They just were very unpleasant to him about it, like. 
I, I can understand them saying, for one, it's none of the bank's business what the hell you're doing with the money. I, I, I'll disagree with you until hell freezes over. Like, you know what? It, it's your money. If you want to go and buy a kilo of cocaine, so what? You know, you get caught by the police, then you're going to go to jail. But as far as the bank trying to mediate this shit, it's none of their business. It's yours. When you put $10,000 in there, they don't ask, well, why are you putting it in the bank? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not their business. But to say, you know, there may be a better way, you know, if you want a cashier's check. I, I And I could almost understand it a little bit, like if you're buying an automobile, because then they're, they may want to put you into a loan, right? Versus giving you the cash to go and buy it because you're buying it, you know, a, a private deal. You found a car on the side of the road you want to go buy. And the bank talks you into taking a loan so that they can make their three, four percent interest over five years. I could see why they'd want to do that, but to actually like hassle anyone for trying to take out, except for the fact of we don't have, you can only take this much out. This is the line, right? And then we got to get more money from a different branch, or you got to wait 24 hours for the rest. I understand that. But I think what happened to him was a little bit different, and it did seem. And, and again, we weren't there. I don't know. Was was the lady cheerful and, you know, blowing rainbows out her ass? Maybe. And maybe he just took it that way. It's possible. But out of a well, lot of the, YouTube personalities we watch, you know what? He seems to be a kind of a straight-shooting person. So I tended to kind of believe it, his version of it. I seen it as if he's been doing this consistent if this happened to me ten years ago and it's happened three times <laughs> it's yeah. happened three times to me, all three times I've taken out starting ten years ago. Right. You're telling me this is the first time it's happened to him? I I think at that amount, yeah, you know. I don't think so. I think and he saw this I think I think we're hearing about bank runs around the world and mm -hmm. people not being able to get their money out and he saw this as an opportunity could be to throw a video up there. Bait. Get some people outraged. They knew they'd click on. Oh, oh shit! What? Oh, oh! I can't get my money out. What's going on? Right. That's how Could I see be. the simplest solution. Yeah. Is he saw it as an easy opportunity? Yeah, it could be. Like I said, I don't know him personally. They never told I've me. Been watching. Like I said, they never told. So he dealt with the shitty bank teller. Yeah. We never have. Right. But I think that's what he was complaining about. I think if I dealt with no, one next week, but if week, you listen to the emphasis, it, it was like. His ability to get his money is being restricted, and this is something you need to watch out. You need to be outraged about yeah, this. Maybe. Yeah. And I, I don't. I just. I, I don't like he, it. He I don't. I don't like the agitation. The I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't like. Like I said, the other side's good at finding things. They have to find things to be outraged about, and I just don't right. like putting that that shit out there. I, I don't think it does society any good to put no. shit out there like that. Now, well, if he, now, now, if he, now, if he facts, went out... I think you should put facts out there because I, I think we have the right to know what's going on. And you know. Okay. So this is where I'm going to lead into this. Okay. What percentage of Americans could this possibly affect? How many Americans even have $9,000 in savings at this? <laughs> right now, even... not a lot okay. of them. And how many of those people are... Out of the people that do, how many of them are watching his channel? Right. So who is he agitating? Yeah. I mean, so he's certainly pissing, has his he's demographics. Pissing, okay, so he's pissing there. off people that have $500 in the bank that it's not even going to affect them right. regardless. You see where I'm going with that? Right. The people that he's even talking Ooh. to don't even have $9,000 in the right. bank. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's set up far better than most okay. of his subscribers. So you see, 
I got I, I, I got it pulled I, I got it pulled what, up right here of the, the percentage of Americans in their savings. about yeah that echoes about what i've heard what i've seen okay what percentage of that demographics watching his channel right and i'm not belittling anybody that that's watching his channel that doesn't have money it's not what i'm saying here right but my point is he's bringing up a point in the, the right the flames of he's, he's creating outrage to people that has zero effect on, right. and then it's getting them out. Technically, right now, you could take your five hundred dollars out of the bank, right? Right, without right. being questioned, right? Yeah, I, I see you your see, point there. Okay, right. Yeah, I guess I hadn't really considered his demographics. Me, I just like to know it because I like information. You know, I try to pound as much information in my it, head as I can. Okay, so. if he came out with the video and said, "Look, guys." I had this building project. I know this isn't going to affect most of you. I needed nine grand for this building project. I go in there, and the bank told me it's going to be a three, four day wait because they don't have any cash, and their immediate branches don't have any cash. Right. So this is something to be aware of. You know, if you think you're going to need some extra cash for something, you might want to check with your bank and make sure you can pull some money out. Right. But that's not even what it was. Right. It wasn't that the bank didn't have the money. Again, it. I think a lot of me, people, I took it. It was just more the way the bank treated them, not that. You know, I don't think that was the point to that video. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it now. That you the know, point to the video that, that I took from it was right. like he was trying to create outrage, like oh, the bank's not letting you access your cash. You know, they're right. they're blocking people's ability to get there. Like like, like, like we're seeing, like you've heard about right. in China, right? right. With tanks yeah. out in front, people can't get their money out. That's how I, yeah, perceived that video. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to go back and watch yeah. it now, you know. Okay, I was just for me, I was just taking in data. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't upset about it. It didn't personally affect me. I wasn't taking nine grand out of the bank in the next couple of days, so you know. Right. And I'm not um, saying it directly affect you. I'm right, saying I but, think it puts a ripple sure. out there, right? Yeah. I mean that don't help peace, right? Right. That's my point. I want yeah. and that's why I sat back and I after you sent it to me. My, you know, the first thing right. was, wait a minute, I've been in that exact situation. Sure. It wasn't a big deal. Then I thought, then the and next day... I personally, I never had. The next yeah. day, I was driving home, and I thought, wait a minute. What fucking percentage of people even have nine grand in right. the bank that this... Okay, what percentage of these people are even watching this video that even have a right. grand in the bank to yeah. worry about this? Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't it just seems like it creates. It just seems like know. it creates a lot of outrage. Right. It just agitates shit. Just... Stirs the pot that much more, and we don't need it. Right. We we got enough shit to oh, worry yeah. about and focus on. There's a lot of bad you know. shit going on right now. And it wasn't even toward you. I I right. It wasn't. I just I just want people to no. Be able we think debated for it back and forth I, a little bit. Right. No, and I know. I kept right. saying we got to stop. We got to right. stop. We got to save it. <laughs> save it. Yeah. Save it for the video. But um, yeah, I just took it differently than you did. Yeah. To me, I I don't know. I I like data. I, I like data. Right. I just like to know. And hear what's going on and personally i don't get real fired up there's there's only a couple of things that kind of trigger me that's you know but there are people start... out there that need to stay constantly agitated right. so they believe that what they're doing is the right thing sure. to do right oh yeah and a lot of people that follow that channel yeah. need constant affirmation that they're doing that the right they're doing thing. yeah right sure. that they can justify you know the but sacrifices I, I do, they've made for like the lifestyle how, they live. And it's like, 
if that's you shouldn't constantly be looking for affirmation. You should just be able to go. These are the choices I made for this life I live, and I'm I'm just gonna do it. Right. I see it like an insurance policy. I used to see it differently. Right. Okay. And that's why. Well, you've evolved over the years. That's right? why I'm and a lot so of vocal about this. Too. That's yeah. why I'm so vocal about this. Okay. And I was roped into. I'd see videos like that. Oh shit! You know. You know. Better go get some money out of the bank, you know. Take it all out and stick it in my mattress. Right. I hope my house don't burn down. Right. right. And you watch enough of these, and I still call them agitator videos, these doomsday videos where, right. you know, there, there's always new information coming out. It's like fucking 4chan on some of these prepper channels. Yeah. I got new information. I got a phone call. Right. This person got a hold of me. And it's never anything. Right. It's never anything we didn't, you know. It, it, if I could stress anything to anybody, it'd be treat it as an insurance policy. You buy it once a month, you put it away, and hope you never have to use it. Right. But don't make it your whole life. No, there's got to be some balance, right? I mean, I went down the rabbit hole with that shit, too, just like you did. And then I watched everyone else was just kind of living and doing things, and I wasn't. Like, yeah. everything I did revolved around a certain strategy and, you know... Um, and and the wear and tear it takes on you emotionally, right? Yeah. Just the constant bombardment of worry and stress, and you know you're not balancing it with some fun and enjoyment in your life. And all of a sudden, you know, you look back and it's like a year just went by, and what fun did you have? Right. You know, you didn't take the vacation. You didn't. You know, okay. Here's one thing I learned: if you really truly believe that the world is ending in the next six months. Take a vacation, guys, while you can. You know, yeah. go get that cruise. Mm -hmm. Take a cruise while you can do it. You know, hell, at least you got a cruise in before you know we all died in nuclear holocaust mm -hmm. anyway. So, um, I, you know, those were lessons I had to learn the hard way too. Like, just overwhelmed a lot, trouble sleeping. You know, anxiety and stress. My God, there's no shortage of bad news in the world, right. and I, we talk about it here too. Right. You know, just like any other place does. It's it's kind of hard not to talk about it, but and you definitely I, need some balance for sure. And I was, you know, you know and that's I want, why I brought my bow today. And I, you know, so that we could shoot a little and, you know, have our decompression time too. So by no means am I a hardcore prepper ready for it. Right. I don't have a semi-trailer no. full of food. It's not no. what I'm saying, but I let people agitate me mentally right. into believing like, this thing's coming two weeks from now, right. a month from now. You got to go out and fill your gas cans, you yep. know? Yeah, I did that month-to-month -month shit, too. Yeah. Oh, man, we probably got a month left. And Yeah. Do I think People... some hard times are coming now? Absolutely. I, I don't see any way of avoiding it now. Like, there's there's just too much, you know? it's You don't even have to watch prepper channels. to <laughs> you, you can watch CNN, and they're giving you the best possible spin. I know you're talking, and not even prepper you know? channels. There's some prominent... Yeah media personalities out yeah. there on the right that do sure. a good job right mm -hmm. of agitating oh, yeah. and making people believe right is there some truth to what they're saying absolutely I'm you, not, don't I'm you not... believe that some of these guys actually believe that though because mm. like I'm, I'm pretty sure when we went back and forth like I've probably agitated people but I believe what I say you know, this isn't something I'm pandering to the camera for clickbait. Hell, we barely got any subs anyways. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I say what I think. Now, it doesn't mean I'm always right. 
sometimes I'm wrong, you know? I think uh, some of them believe, but they try to keep... <sighs> so, I believe their motivation is by the reactions they get from the people hmm. that they speak to. Right. That they're doing the right thing. Hmm. They find affirmation and yeah. the feedback they get from this, you know, you know, they got 10,000 subscribers, they got right. this many followers, you know, and they're constantly getting feedback. Okay. And then the people that are giving the feedback feel like they're doing the right thing because this guy keeps making videos and, you know, you know, feels like they're talking to them and they're going out and doing the same things he's doing. And I'm not... If you are of the preparedness mindset, great. Yeah. But don't... Don't be out there harping on people that live their normal life and take vacations and buy a travel trailer or a motorcycle saying, I hope that motorcycle tastes good in six months oh. because... You know, well, you didn't you know, go on. See, you didn't go on buy food buckets. That's and, different, though, man. And you, that, you know, you're talking about too, that. That is the the bully mentality that happens in that. But that's the affirmation. That I think that's right. I, I, I think that's the affirmation that they're looking for in their mind. And they right? do say that kind of shit, right? Like, oh, you, know, you went and bought something nice. Yeah, I, I hope it tastes good when right. the end happens. Right. That, there's absolutely right. a lot of right. that out there. So, right. I've heard them ridicule people yep. for buying a new fishing boat. You know, right. like. It's like just do your thing. Yeah. And if you want to go out there and make a video about things you're doing, cool. Sure. I, I just don't think the agitation and the. Yeah. I the mind fuck it is to people that, you know, oh because you went and did something and you have the resources and because I took the same amount of resources and did my thing like. Right. I think it's almost like a guilt thing. Like they wish they weren't in that mindset. They could right. go buy a fishing boat and take their kids out fishing. I don't fishing, even know it's guilt. I think it's jealousy. You know because. Like. Uh... You know, they're I in think the trenches they, doing what they're doing and everyone else is having a good time right. and they're not and you, you start to get a little just stressed about it and jealous and envious about it maybe. Right, because you know? I think they've invested so far like Ignorance they're like, is can I... They can't make that. I mean, our advice... Well, I'm not going to say our advice. I'm going to say my advice. I won't speak for you, but my advice is right now people should be getting some extra and putting it away, right? Uh, again, um, treat it like an insurance right. policy. Sure. If you, know, you like spaghetti, but if you want to buy a motorcycle or a boat, I, like right. I said, take the cruise now while you can, because you know, six months from now, who knows? You know, I, I think I do believe that we are headed for some rough times. Probably, probably nastier than anything we've ever seen in our lifetime. I believe that. You know, I don't. I, and again, I'm not saying not to have right. an emergency preparedness plan sure. in place. I think everybody should have at least a couple months you know, worth I, of their normal yeah, food that they eat day to day. So that you're just a little bit responsible Because even Because even now, like we like, because we, 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 Florida, we eat know. healthy, right? Yeah. And we like those, I don't want to call them keto pizza doughs, but they're, they're very thin. Yeah. We hand make pizza. Right. I haven't been able to find them for three weeks. I finally found them yesterday. Yeah. The stores I go to, the area that are in the bunkers yeah. have been empty for over two weeks. Sure. They, they just have not had these. I went yesterday and, and they have, so I bought extra. Right. Because I don't know, you know, I never know when they're going to be there and when they're not. Right. So I don't just buy one for pizza this week like we could three or four or five years ago. Right. Right? Knowing that if we want pizza next week, they'll have it. it. It's sure. not, I, I, I understand that. 
So I make sure that I buy, you know, I buy extras right. this time because they had them. And they had a lot, okay? I'm not mm-hmm. an asshole. And there were only eight there, and I bought all eight so right. no one else could have them. I'm not Pour an asshole up. like that, yeah. no. They had a lot of them. Yeah. But I bought some extra, knowing that the availability isn't what it used to be. Right. Right? And that's what, that's what I would stress to people. Yes, Make sure whatever you, know, you normally eat... You know, if I you get can... a little extra coffee, and, you know, right. that's something that if if it gets harder to find and, and I've already seen a difference in it you know finding it um I want a little extra just you know what if there's a week I can't find it right and that's well, what you know, and, I got and that right so I mean you, you keep a fire extinguisher in the house right hoping that you never use it and that your house never catches fire right. but if it does I mean you're pretty grateful that you had it if you could put the fire out you know and you buy car insurance hoping mm-hmm. you never have to use exactly. it but if you need it you're it's, covered it's there and I, I i think this is the mindset people should life have to be assurance. with insurance yeah you know not insurance assurance there you go. life assurance right i like that Just so you know am i gonna and and i think between me and you i'm probably the more doom and gloom sometimes um I think that's why we balance each other out. Mm-hmm. You get kind of happy. I get a little sad about it. We usually meet somewhere in the middle, which is a good mm-hmm. place to be. I think you know, don't be, uh, don't be naive to the things that's going on in the world. Right. You know, I think watch, the worst thing you could do is have blinders on. Huh? You know, be in the matrix. Be right? a dated, be a day to day shopper. You know, every three days you kind of go out and get a couple dinners, get yeah. the kids a couple lunch meals, and then. You know, if if three if you were like a flood, yeah. a hurricane, a yeah. tornado, whatever, like snowstorm, Florida, you know, and we see it here, right? Yeah. What happens when there's going to be a foot of snow? Exactly. You can't find bananas in the store. No. Can't find bananas nope. and bread. Gone. And I, I yeah. that so that doesn't help anything either, because right. now all these people run out to the store and gobble all this shit up because yeah. they didn't have an extra loaf of bread in their exactly. freezer. When we're gonna have a foot of snow that's gonna last. What, a day or two you're going to be inconvenienced yeah. the kids are going to be home from school? Right. Maybe. That doesn't help anything either. It doesn't make us any no. stronger or more secure. No. It definitely adds to the problem. Right. Because it puts a bigger strain on the resources I mean, I, I want, when I mean, there is a disaster. I want to avoid all of this desperately. You know, I. we talked before about <clears throat> children and childhoods, and this is something I wanted to get into because it was a really interesting take that you had on it. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I dig it. Um, cause I said, you know, I, I want my child to have a childhood like I had. And mm-hmm. I feel, I feel stress about what his future looks like right now. You know, although the future's never promised and you know, the kind of future you have is never promised. Who knows? But there were things that we can enjoy in our childhood that I just don't believe he will be able to. And it's sad. And you brought up that, you know, kids nowadays, if they had our childhood, they'd have been miserable. Right. Yeah. If you take a kid in 2022 and drop him off in 1984. Right. He'd have hated his life. You know, they would, if you could take, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, pre-internet, pre-cell phones, like you know, streaming. Like, yeah, like, streaming. We, we had to watch. Try to put a VHS and... <laughs> cassette in yeah. a what? Like, yeah. we got to go to a store. What do you mean? You got to go in and you got to walk down the aisles yeah. and we got to rewind it. Read the back done. of them and decide yeah. if you want. Because unless it was a blockbuster, right? right? You didn't even see a commercial for it on right. TV, so you exactly. had to read the back of the case oh, to find yeah. out what the movie is even about. Right. 
You couldn't preview it. I used it. to love walking through there and looking at all the 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 covers. You know the yeah. the uh, yeah. the poster boards yeah. that they had on the wall for the movies and just the boxes and you know you'd, you'd see one of the actors you like or some certain costume that would catch your eye and be like "Ooh, this looks kind of good half the time they're probably stupid anyways but, but it doesn't yeah it like, doesn't land it doesn't hit with right kids say because they can go on and watch a preview and had we instantly had, had we had their childhood no we'd have been miserable knowing you know where where we were what we did i don't know man we got to man i think about that if you were a kid in 1984 and you had a chance to go to 2022 and see the world i'd rather be a kid then i don't know man i could get on my bike and ride around with the kids you know like and you still can we saw some kids riding bikes some not as many though no you know most kids talk through social media and shit they don't you didn't go over to the neighbor's house and knock on the door to see if he was but you you romanticize it but i remember being bored out of my flipping mind and your parents are like get the hell out of the house sure and you're like there's nothing to do you know like yeah but you know what i did i went out and i caught the woods on fire (laughs) (laughs) sorry i did but you know i learned how to start a fire right and i learned like ooh, pine dead pine is really really super flammable (laughs) you know I, I think we I, learned life skills. I went frog gigging. You know what I mean? I, I did, I would get, we would play football. They'd, all of us in the neighborhood would get together. There'd be 12 or 14 of us. We'd all go play basketball or hacky sack or something. You know what I mean? We weren't just like gaming. Like, you that, think but, like uh, what these kids do now is better? I think for them it's better. Sure. I think they enjoy the life they have just yeah. like we enjoyed the life and, and we i'm have. sure my son growing up he's i wouldn't gonna... want to grow up in my dad's i, I don't want to be a kid in 1952 mm, yeah, that, right right you know what i'm saying yeah no more than life our kids want to be know. a kid in 1984 it's right. just <laughs> yeah i heard a podcaster talking about classic cars and he's like and they were talking about like you know hemi cuda and all this yeah. shit and man you know like Muscle cars. Right. <laughs> I. That's cool, okay. But to say those are the only nice cars, it, it just, it, again, it doesn't right. hit with me. It doesn't land with me. A cool car to me is a Monte Carlo SS that from the mid 80s. Yep. An 88. An, 80, an 88 IROC Z. Yep. 28, right? Yeah. Those are the cars sure. I want in my collection. Oh yeah. And then you look Those are at good ones. then you look at cars today. You take a, a pick one. Yeah. Pick pick a Mustang, Corvette, Camaro, yeah. Hellcat Charger. Right. Seven hundred horsepower out of the factory with a touchscreen display and heated leather seats. <laughs> yeah. Adjustable ride suspension. Yeah. And you're going to tell me the greatest era of muscle cars was 1970? Right. I think it's, I can appreciate you know, like you it said, for the era. I can appreciate it for the era, for what they had at yeah. the time. They're still amazing, beautiful cars. I don't mind walking by one and going, oh, that's cool. Sure. Nothing I'm going to, I care to have in my I don't collection. Know. I, I think 69 Camaro I'd probably still have, but yeah, I mean, there's. There's a lot of no desire. I'll, I'll take an 88 IROC C28. Yeah. 
in that burgundy with the gold letters along the bottom right. of the doors. Fucking T-tops. Yeah. Sign me up, son. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll be blasting yeah. a little Toto on the radio on my 6x9s right. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a truck kid, you know. Cars never really were my thing. I was always a pickup boy. Same thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. the, you know, like. But I used to drive a 72 Chevy Cheyenne. It was a nice truck, you yeah. know. Give me a square uh, it body. Was, it was beautiful, but would I take it over, you know. I, the truck I have right now, I love. Yeah. You know, heated steering wheel. Oh, God. I don't ever want to live without a heated steering wheel again. And Cold climate, even, you know. You, even, even more to my point, right? Right. Even more to my point. They're cool to look at. You wouldn't mind to drive it on a Sunday. Sure. You don't want to fucking drive that thing Not every, every day, day. man. It was... You appreciate and, and the and technology like the... Sure. and I the like creature comfort of what display. you have now. You know, I got like a 9-inch screen TV right. in my dash, right? right? The right. GPS, you can actually read it. The, right. streets, the street names as you're approaching them, you can read them. You know, like, yeah, there's a lot of technology in that that I would not want to get rid of. makes you know? another point where we talked, I don't remember what podcast it was, and you were, you were talking about, like, you know what it must have been like in 1700 1800 mm -hmm. once you like to be back there those people didn't want to be there no you look at a picture of that era there ain't no way smiling those pictures you know you're probably right about that and you think about some of them old like you know classic photos of hard you know, the fur trade and hard yeah. life yeah they all hard look ass little, life uh, they look tired Charles Engel on the Kansas Plains in the winter riding on that wagon yeah. on that hard-ass cold seat. Right. He didn't want to be there. Hmm. They make it look nice. He didn't want to be there. He'd rather be in 2022 riding in a car with heated leather seats. So the easier it gets, the better off we see. You want to be, you want to be in the pod drinking the, the Beetlejuice? Plugged into the, not, the Matrix? You're conflating two things. No, I'm, I'm just asking. No. So I see no. If, all right. no, I'm just saying that as technology evolves, life gets easier, sure. and we smile a lot more in photos. Yeah. If you look through history, right, we smile a lot more in photos. Yeah, but I also I think now because it's social media, a, a lot of the smiles. That's not are what I'm fake. talking about. It's not that's. I that's think a you whole can look, you can thing. bring up a lot of photos of people smiling. If you and I are out there, say ten percent of them are only. If you legit. and I went fishing, hunting, right. shooting bows, we're smiling. Sure. Because life is pretty easy and it's pretty damn good. Right. We're not being chased by bears and mountain lions. Yeah. We don't have to constantly go out and gather our food on a daily basis. We don't have to walk 100 yards to take a piss or shit at 2 a.m. Right. In a cold outhouse. I did that. I know you did, but you <laughs> didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it, it as much as you do with regular part. indoor plumbing, no, right? No, it wasn't my favorite part. Right. But I still think between the two lies, I'd take that one, though. I really do. The freedom for me was just... It was... Uh, what would you say? You couldn't even put a price on it, you know? It was it was an amazing way of living for me. Now, I get it. I'm not most people, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm probably a little bit unique. I like just being able to do whatever I want. And I like being responsible for myself. You know, if I didn't get my ass out there and cut wood, I was going to freeze to death, right? There was no help. I couldn't call consumers. I wasn't going to get on the shutoff plan, right? So that, you know, I wouldn't get my gas shut off. Like, I had to legitimately do these things every day to live. Um, but there was a lot of reward in it, too. And I think that's 
we can look back and say life was really hard for them and they were all a bunch of miserable fucks. I'm not saying they're miserable. No, no, but, but I'm, they're, I'm saying there's, they're, they don't smile. You know, life's hard. No, I'm not saying they never smile, but if you look at those photos, but I, there's not many of them smiling. Right. Yeah, I, which I'd agree with. You know, I, I, I'll agree with that. Um, and I'd agree and with I think, a lot of I people think, smiling photos now. You know, they do. I, I think a portion of that, though, is just because they want to post it on Facebook and, you know, prove how great their life is. And I and this was the point I was trying to make, and I think you misunderstood me a little bit, was that if people are so happy today versus what they were 80 years ago or 100 years ago, why, why is there then this movement of people on social media inflating their life and inflating how great their marriage is? You see it all the time, people on there hugging and kissing, oh... Thank you, the love of my love, my moon and stars. And a week later, there there was some in a relationship with so and so. You know what mm. I mean? Like, why is there so much of that shit out there that's fake? And you know, and I do it right. I take a selfie. I'm taking six. There's probably only one out of the six that I like that I'm gonna post on there. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the picture that makes my jawline look the best like i said in the other podcast i'm trying to get a girlfriend right i want to show off that strong jaw uh why would people do that if they truly are happier i, I don't know it's hard to well, I measure think that's that, i know? think that's good, good question i think that's just a product of yeah that ability to have a lot of people right. see you right yeah, it's almost it like be being because, famous, right? Yeah, being... Because you know a lot of people's gonna see it, right? right. I do. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, it's complicated, you know, because I do believe a lot of it's fake. Uh, that's why I've always called it the Matrix. I've always called it that because to me, it was I social don't... media always was fake. You know, like uh, how many guys? How many guys you know that that catches the fish and they do this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Or you hold the, the rack a certain way so that your horns look bigger than, you know, someone else that shot their bucket. Just to me there was so much on there that's just disingenuous. And and I, I don't know one day when I, I would put these smart witty little uh statuses on Facebook and you know, I would really think about something and, and it would be really funny and really smart and you'd get four likes. And then one day I type in there, like, I'm watching, sitting on the couch, on my ass, watching my neighbor's dog take a shit in my yard. And I got, like, 45 likes out of it. And I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? You know, like, I don't know. To me, just the 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 web and, like, I love it to be because I love data. I love information. I love, like, you just pulled up statistics. Mm -hmm. I love that we can do that. Do I think that we have a more rewarding, happier life than people 150 years ago? I I, I don't think I would say that, but, you know, maybe. I, I know that poor people, at least the quality of life, I don't know about the happiness level. The quality of life, I think, is better, obviously, because even poor people have air conditioning, typically, or clean drinking water, right? Cell phones. Cell phones, yeah. I mean, even people in shelters get phones at least they can call 911 with right so, right uh yeah I, I don't know i it's a good question <laughs> yeah you know yeah i i'm not That's saying i'm not saying hat on today guys. i'm not saying everybody in 1800 was miserable right. I, people still had good times sure if big families you know, they still celebrated birthdays and 
weddings and childbirths and there's still a good time taking care of all those farm animals it's hard life too though. hard oh yeah imagine a life without modern farming equipment right you know like oh, yeah. guy out there with an ox trying to till a field would not be easy you now know? you forward him a couple hundred years yeah and he's like wait what you can just hop in this tractor and it's got gps navigation you're pretty much just riding along right. in it yeah you know what i'm saying Hydraulic implement, sure. you just push a button and like. Well, there's a reason those tractors cost two hundred thousand. He'd be like, you know, for a combine. <laughs> he'd be like, sign me up. Air son. conditioning in there, you know. Sign you me. You still up. see some of those farmers over there once in a while. The old tractor and they got uh, an umbrella <laughs> opened up mm. above them to just keep the sun. Yeah, off typically of like them. the ones when they're doing hay or whatever. Yeah. 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 Trying to keep that sunlight off of them. Right. Though. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's you could ponder that one around for oh, a no long doubt. time. And I'm sure yeah. people will. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they're talking about technology, or I I don't remember exactly, but all I, what I remember is the guy talking about cell phones. Right. He said he go he said something effective like it's a pretty good value what you pay for that thing for what you get out of it. Right. And for about the next hour, I thought about that. Like, yeah. think about 1986, what you had to do to access, like, you know, if you wanted to know something about something. Yeah. What, I told you, blank. if you wanted to know the neighbor kid was home, you had to walk your ass over there and knock on the door. Is Jimmy home? You know? Right. Imagine going, I don't know, Phil and said yeah. question about the world, about biology science whatever mm -hmm. so you'd go to your bookshelf at home if your family had one yeah, encyclopedia, encyclopedia dictionaries yeah. whatever how-to manuals try to look it up try to you know, oh, go, no, to, the, go to the library oh, ask the librarian where's the yeah. section where would I find this information you gotta go down right. look through books and try to you know yeah days maybe right for one question now it's at your fingertips today you ask it or you ask the device, the speaker. Yeah. Hey, so and so. You don't even have to scroll on it. You just you know, no sit right in the living room. I can tell our smart speaker. Turn on the living room light. Mm-hmm. What's the temperature going to be tonight? How old is McJagger? Right. I didn't even have to lift a finger. I didn't even have to move. Right. scary though because some people when they're like uh siri have bread delivered tomorrow mm -hmm. and that doesn't happen because siri ain't working i can make a loaf of bread i can make a loaf of bread out of acorns eh, a lot of people can it might taste like shit you know you might not love it but i can make it but there's a lot of people that if siri ain't around like so I, I think there's got to be some balance there, right? You I still be think careful with that. So, like even working on cars now, I can't do half the mechanical stuff to the truck I have now that I could to that 1972 Cheyenne. You know what I mean? Like so, that. so that just exposed a weakness of yours, sure. As you exposed a weakness of theirs, right? You know what I'm saying? Like. It, <laughs> You're There's both a difference, fucked, though, between you know, like, like being so reliant on Siri to have your bread delivered by a drone 
and someone yeah. that you know because these vehicles are technically made now where there are no back yard mechanics that's it's a dying breed because so what percentage of the population of that. is that even affected you know and i'm not saying people like you're you're wrong if you don't know how to yeah. make bread from scratch that that's not what i mean by that i'm like go to the store and buy it you know i'm talking about people that are so plugged into technology that what the hell are they going to do when it's gone you know i <clears throat> i might not like necessarily the lifestyle afterwards but i'll survive it like I don't, so so will know, they some you know yeah. some will some won't you know, it's like right but there's no guarantee you will well, there's no guarantees to nothing, but I got a better chance. They could end up you know? on some nice commune where they yeah. learn how to garden and plant. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them will. You know? There's going to be communities, yeah, and there's going to be communities that's going to help people. But they'll learn. Yeah, Humans think, are very yeah. adaptable. They, they're, we've survived a lot. I just as think a this is the weakest our race has ever been possibly we have a lot of information we have a lot of knowledge we do but a lot of it we we rely on being able to look that up you know we have yeah. the statistics to that now so we but, we would know. go back to accessing that information from right. people that have retained it sure you know we'd still get it out of book form books are still printed people still buy them i don't I, that's a big what if that all the technology would be gone the internet be gone the power would be gone it would take if it comes to that point, okay, so you can make bread. How long are you going to be able to make bread for? So you survived two more months than they did? Yeah, maybe. Okay. It's not long what? enough to find another group of people maybe. and work together. You know? Maybe. I mean, it gives me a, or a you're a, Or you're a drain on their resources, so. <clears throat> Possibly. You know. Depends on the knowledge you have. You know, I, I have a Remember, the longer that event goes on, the competition gets stiffer. Sure. I've worked really hard to retain some pretty useful knowledge though <laughs> but is it any more useful than those you know, people that already them, survived that long you know. right, is hopefully there any... by then you would find somebody to you know it's know. still better to have the two or three months than not you know what i mean like if if i can buy myself and my family and loved ones two more months good it was worth the hard work then you know it gives us a better chance does it guarantee you a chance no there's there's no guarantee you know it's you could have the power go out and then, you know, something, my house burns down because of it, you mm. know, and I, I die in my sleep of smoke inhalation. Never or even, even had a chance to show off my great skills. Right? Or even if so, you don't, you're standing out in your front yard with a robe on and yeah. your take, bullets and yeah, your beans and your band-aids are all gone now. Yeah, because you donated them to someone else. No, I'm saying because your house burned oh, down. Or because the house burned yeah. down, right. You know. Or the neighbors took them. I just try to be I'm I'm more humble when it comes to that. I, I just believe that if it ever got that bad I think I'm humble. The I think I'm just confident. That the the strong would protect the weak. I hope so. And we would eliminate the evil right. that tries to manipulate and destroy, you know. Right. I sure hope so. I, I would hope so. I th I think there's always going to be evil. I think, you know, I don't know. People, 
you look at people now my, my son and I was having this my middle son and I was having this conversation yesterday about uh, hunting season we drove by there was a big hunting camp on the road there, there must have been 25 guys there it was it was neat it looked like they were just having a blast and and I told him I said you know when I was your age I'd have whipped in there yeah. and just walked up and talked to guys see who's yeah. seeing what anyone shoot anything nice and almost 99% of the time those guys would have welcomed you in handed you a beer hey you want you know we made stew you want mm -hmm. a bowl like the camaraderie of the the outdoorsman was excellent mm -hmm. and fishing like you could go down to the bank and there'd be a couple people down there in buckets fishing you walk up to me hey, are the fish biting today mm -hmm. and uh yeah you know check out this bucket of crappie i got and you know oh, wow congrats you know you mind sharing the bank we're gonna go down there yeah go ahead this is what i'm using to catch the fish and it's just it was everybody was really friendly and now man you walk up to people and they're like get the fuck out of here you know what i mean or what'd you shoot and you see a lot more of that and and he asked me why 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 is there a difference and really what i thought kind of what really made sense to me was social media that everybody's competitive now everyone wants the bigger buck that you know you can't let anyone know where you fish you can't let anyone know where you hunt they just caught that guy that won the tournament with a bunch of sinkers in his walleye you know they cut him open he didn't even cheat a little he cheated so bad like they cut that fish open it's not he it's it, they or they yeah. right they but i mean he's the captain of the boat uh well but yeah him and his fishing first partner mate, right no they're it was him and his first mate. It's him and his partners. partner. Yeah, they're fishing. Yeah, but I mean, there's partners. only one captain well, on the boat. So I don't you, know. You get a, a captain and a first mate. Right. At least the tournaments I fished in, that's the oh, way okay. it was. So, um, I thought they were a team. I thought they yeah, were. I, I, they're a team, but like it's his boat, right? Mm. That's. But him standing there with his head hung in shame was like great. Like he burned his reputation now. So yeah. Uh, but the the competitiveness of it now, you know, deer hunting isn't about feeding the family. <laughs> necessarily now it's you know who can who can get the the bigger buck and and then they're they're teaching their kids that kind of that way of thinking too like you know you watch the buck pull online mm -hmm. i watch a lot and man i don't know sometimes i i really hate kind of what even though like our technology so much better the bows are a lot better the rifles the 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 scopes that we use the glass are incredible like i love that technology but on the other flip side is like man we've we've lost a lot too along the way mm -hmm. of that camaraderie with you know we used to call it the pumpkin patch the orange heart orange army you know mm -hmm. like you would go out and if someone else is wearing blaze orange you walk up to them and hey you know how you doing and you, you see anything i didn't see shit this morning like it was just fun it was mm -hmm. a real fun time to hunt and fish then and and i think we've lost some of that so yeah there is <clears throat> Again, this is where I think corporations got their fingers into this, mm -hmm. you know, and they figured out a way to convince people that you weren't successful unless turn people into brand whores. Right? Yeah, and well, Which your I'm success, a brand whore a little bit. Your I success admit. was based on how many inches of horn you put on your wall, right? right? My dad raised me. He was more impressed by if you could shut the lid on your freezer by the end of the season or not. Right. That's where he measured his success. Sure. Right? So that's how I was raised. Right. 
the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I want to shoot a nice buck, right? Because. I was telling you earlier, before mm-hmm. the show started, like, oh, man, you see this buck I got a picture of. <laughs> so, yeah. Mine, again, where I say the truth lies somewhere in the middle is the one good thing that comes out of the way they are. Trying to think of, like, uh, basing the success of your harvest, right? Yeah. What it's doing is, by convincing guys to shoot bigger bucks, is it's creating a better age class. Right. Okay. So, my processor charges the same fee, whether that deer weighs 80 pounds or 200 pounds. Right. The processing fee is the same. Yeah. Right? I haven't shot a buck. If I don't shoot one this year, it'll be six years. Yeah. But I've shot two and a half and three and a half year old does. Right. Those years. Because I get a lot more meat than shooting a year and a half old buck. Yeah. And I think if people could understand that, like, what's the point in shooting a year and a half old buck that weighs 130 pounds if you can shoot a two and a half, three and a half year old doe that's 150, 160, you get a little more meat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Let the age class mature a little more with these bucks. So that's why I'm saying the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle of both of those statements. Yeah. You know. I don't yeah. like I don't like arrogance when it comes to hunting. No. Like, oh, that's all you shot? Like like you know, and be you little and look down on someone for shooting. Oh, I know how many of the I, pictures have you seen the guys online say, Oh, that would have been a nice buck next year. Yeah. You know? How do you know that wasn't like the guy's first buck? Right. And to him, that was a big one. Right. Like it. he's never seen a bigger buck than that. So to him, that thing looked huge. Or you know what? To me, all deer trophies. Yes. As far as yeah. a trophy goes, all deer trophies. I, yeah. I'm thankful for every animal I've ever harvested. You know, if, if I get to bring meat home for the family, like that's one of my greatest feelings. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's part of being a man, right? Yeah. Bringing yeah. food home to your family, feeding your tribe. Well, uh, and and I man, I see those comments all the time, and it just it sickens me. Like, oh, you know, that would have been a nice buck another year. You know, another year that that buck would have been a shooter. You know, don't don't shit on someone else like that. You know, who cares? Right. If if you want to walk the buck, walk the buck. I, I've walked I've walked way more bucks than I've ever shot, knowing that you know someone. 300 yards away might smoke it mm-hmm. and that's just life but it, but i gave it a chance mm-hmm. that's the way i see it i don't see it as in well i might as well shoot it because everyone else is gonna anyways no i'll walk it at mm-hmm. least at least i had a shot mm-hmm. you know and we'll see I, bucks i i guess i've noticed some difference in them over the last few years i think um i'm starting to see a little older class buck more of them you know i mean there's always been the the ghost buck like we've been chasing that that's half of the adrenaline of hunting is waiting for the big one to walk in right all right uh i think you see more of them now you know probably younger does and older bucks now because a lot of the does got hit pretty hard mm-hmm. you know they get shot up pretty good so. right and i've seen less older <clears throat> ones i've had to yeah. be really patient yeah. To get in that two and a half, three and a half year old yeah, doe. Because there's a lot of year and a half old does. Yeah. Yeah. You try to get an older. Yeah. They they gave out a lot of doe permits yeah. over the last handful of years. Yeah. So. yeah. And even the does. That's what I said. I wish. 
Beatty, what do I, you think about it? I think it should be legal. Yeah. I think it's Me bullshit. Too. Anybody tell anybody they can't put something down to attract an animal and right. harvest it. Or at a certain time of the year, you got to let your bird feeders run empty because, right. you know, if a deer comes in there to eat some sunflower seeds on the ground, you're baiting and you could go to jail. I don't understand how I can have an apple tree yeah. up there. Yep. And I can hunt over it. Yep. But if I pick those apples up and move them over yeah, here. You're baiting. It, that's, that's illegal. And illegal. Apples on my property. Right. I have an apple tree. So. But I can't move them. And there's really, it's right up by the yeah. road, so there's real no good so place to hunt up there. Doesn't that kind of screw, like. Some of the people that actually probably need the meat the most, you know, the, the poorest yes. people, like, they're the ones that's got to go out in the woods. They don't have 60 acres with three or four right. food plots and a tractor to be able to, you know, till the soil up really good and, and seed their, their land real good and get this big, rich, you know, food plot. Fence it in. We know how expensive fencing mm -hmm. is. Holy God. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, why in the hell are you telling those guys they can't take a couple bags of you know apples all or carrots or you know when I was when I <laughs> when I started out and I I still think hunting even though I get it you know the, the, we're trying to get a bigger better breed of buck but I'm not uh, talking buck I'm talking I, I, across I like, the whole herd like, yeah I know but I'm saying like we used to like take a truckload of sugar beets like it was a six foot tall pile yeah. that the deer could climb it like yeah. a mountain oh, they yeah. climb right up on top and eat the yeah. ones on top there were times you could sit there and, and there'd be 18 deer around yeah. that pile of beets just picking out on it like yeah. come on and then you know this you almost year, have to think that has to have benefit the herd too how could it not you know, I watch the deer, and I see, oh, yeah. you, you're affecting the, the natural behavior of a deer. And I'm watching these deer in the UP, like, eat tree bark yeah. and pine needles because there's no food, yeah. you know, there's so much snow. Like, why not let farmers go out and throw a hay wheel out for them? And, and you know, like, my philosophy was, you know, feed the deer all year long. Yeah. Not just, you know, for two weeks yeah. in the winter. Like, if I had a food plot and the food plot was expired, and I want to scatter some beets around. And once a week, I want to go out there and scatter a bunch of beets around for the whole winter. So what? You know, it, how does that hurt the deer? You know, how and does I, it hurt the rabbits and, and the yeah. other animals that, you know, the birds that eat the, the corn and and the, the other animals that eat the carrots and apples and stuff that we throw out there? Like, and I'm not a biologist, all yeah. right? And I... And I'd, maybe it's not healthy to have a big pile where all these animals are gorging and pissing and shitting all yeah, night. Maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe scattering it around is a yeah. better option. Whatever that may be. <laughs> but how can you say if I throw a little right. bit of corn on the ground and right. scatter it around, right? and that's any different than the deer eating the corn out of the field once it's been combined, right. and there, you know you know, there's there's corn scattered all over the place that, that is left over, so you can tell farmers they can't farm anymore. Right. Well, they might nowadays, you know. Yeah, yeah hopefully Biden doesn't see this because this would be another executive order, you know, because <laughs> food's going to be scarce, so let's stop the farming. But, uh, I'm only half kidding. But, yeah, I don't I don't really see the difference there yeah. then. You know, if, if I see 12 deer out in a field milling around on some alfalfa, like... Well, and there's actually evidence that points that if you feed all year, yeah, if everybody fed, they would keep the population and disease control very centralized sure. and very local to a limited Starving area. Starving deer get sick. 
No, that yeah. starving deer travel, and they travel, and they spread disease. Yep, they spread disease, and they get hit by cars. They travel and miles and miles. They're going to travel till they sure. find food. But if they already have some food here, yeah. they'll just stay here and continue to eat right. this food here. They're not going to range far. So me, a couple hundred acres. I agree with baiting. Secondly, obviously, because I'm I'm a three freedom thumper, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, like, I I want people in the world to be free to be able to make mm -hmm. some basic decision like that. I get it there's got to be some laws you can't stab your neighbor because he pisses you off mm -hmm. right fair enough you know ten commandments if everyone just followed them the world would be a pretty happy place to live and well and I want to back up just a second to what you're saying about feeding and you know people's right. ability to gather food if you're taking a young kid out hunting and you want them to harvest their first deer Right. Are you going to hope that the deer just walks down this trail and stops perfectly broadside at 15 right. yards, stands static, till this child, kid, yeah. can... Making all kinds of noise and rattling, can, his teeth are clattering because he's can, so excited yeah, or she's can so get excited. whatever weapon they're yep. using in a position. Right. Good luck. Good effing yeah. luck. You probably, if they do get a shot off, they're probably going to wound the animal. Right. Just, it's going to be in coyote food. You know what a little bait does? Yeah. Keeps that animal static for yep. a couple minutes. Keeps it in one spot. Let it's calm. Down. Right. Yep. Give that kid a chance to sure. make a nice, clean, yeah. successful harvest. Because we that, know, you know, there's a lot of area, a lot of places in this area that do, they just do not have good defined deer runs. I get it. Find a run, find an area where the deer are traveling between a bedding area and food or, or feeding and water, you know. I know all that pinch points, funnel areas, but if you're, it's very po densely populated yes. around here. We don't right. have that freedom of yeah. vast wilderness is where exactly. So, I mean, especially through archery season, because I, I said earlier before the show, I said, you know, having having game walk through off in the distance. I mean, I can thread a bullet through mm -hmm. there. That's I, you know, I'm fine with that. Uh, but man, especially through archery, when you're trying to bring that game in close mm -hmm. and keep it calm at 20 yards away, I mean, that deer can almost hear your, your eyelids when you blink, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, let people, let them bait. God, this is just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's just, it drives me nuts. And I just have not really, all the articles I've read, all the science I've read on it, I just don't see anything compelling of why you shouldn't be able to throw a couple bags of carrots out there, mm -hmm. you know? Now, if no, you like don't said, really want a... them in a pile, you want to scatter them around, fair enough. You know, I'd accept that. Like but I said, give people the chance. There's actually some evidence that the deer that are consistently mm -hmm. fed stay in a small core area, and that right. deer disease is kept sure. in that small core area. Right. Deer that have Isn't to wander it... for food are going to travel yeah. long distances yeah, and spread those diseases from where they came from to where they're going. And then, like, you know, when, when I was off grid, I had a nice chunk of property. It was decently mm -hmm. large. Um, I had multiple food plots. Uh, but I'll tell you, even there, I had one kind of reasonably defined deer run. Everything else was just deer just kind of wandering in and out from different directions. And, you know, it was and almost that's... impossible to just put a stand out somewhere. And set up there, I mean, eventually it's going to happen. Something's going to walk by. But you had to put a lot of hours and yeah. your ass out there mm -hmm. to have that happen. Uh, it just is a terrible way. Like, And I get it, these guys that, oh, you know, that's hunting. And 
you know you put your time in and you do your scouting and you know what this to me is not about bragging that i'm more manly than you my you know i wear a bigger shoe than you brah you know mine's about just putting some meat in the mm -hmm. freezer and having a good hunt mm -hmm. you know spending time with my, my again husband, somebody but know. again and we've seen this with mm -hmm. traditional archers to compound archers to crossbow, to crossbow guys, which guys. I, and, and it's, you know it's like what does it care by what does it matter by what means just get it done humanely quick you know I, now i get there are the some ethics like you know a spotlight at night probably isn't very fair to the animal i don't know is it you know well i'd like to dive into that actually because uh you know some of the studies i've seen is like in the last 50 years deer have really gotten to be more nocturnal than mm -hmm. they ever were like naturally 50 years ago you'd see a lot of deer through the middle of the day they would eat they'd lay down for an hour or two they'd get up they'd be moving again right and now uh you know you hear everyone every hunter in the world complains a minute hunting season starts and they're starting to you start getting that human scent mm -hmm. and, and the pressure the deer feel the pressure instantly boom they shut off oh the deer nocturnal already we all got trail cameras we see it two o'clock in the morning the deer coming in you know we shoot raccoons at night mm -hmm. you know if if that's when the deer actually are the most active let us shoot them at night then you know eventually they'll quit being nocturnal and it'll swing <laughs> the other way and they'll be moving around the daytime again i think uh, i think that, it, i think it'd be a hard hour and a half I, after daylight i think it'd be a hard sell to sportsmen that you know but but really give me a compelling argument why what what, what would be the why because you'd shoot more deer that way successfully so the state would sell the same amount of tags but more deer would be killed so to to try to manage that deer herd they have to limit the tags also that they're not getting free money for deer that you're never going to shoot you know because i mean i bought your 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 combo license and then a, you know some doe permits and then ended up not filling half of that stuff every year every single year you know so i i don't know i just think you know could you give them an hour after dark you know or two hours but you know okay not out there at one o'clock in the morning at one time i think the argument was it was dangerous you could shoot other hunters you know a lot of people hunting the stand now they're they're shooting downward or do it for only archery then you know what i mean yeah. so you got a light we got lighted pins or the technology now you can put a, a the uh um like thermal yeah thermal yeah. on there i mean we it, they trust hunters enough to shoot coyotes at night or raccoons yeah. at night you know, and at night, hell, you're shooting a 22 up in the air. Yeah. You know, through the treetops. Where's that coming down at when it falls back to earth? So, really, I don't, I don't think there really is a good argument of, you know, why you can't. Mm -hmm. Other than it's just never been done that way before. That's not the way we do it. Well, maybe we got to change a little. Because I, I, you know, I get a lot of deer that come through my area an hour after I'm gone. A half an hour after I'm out of that area, they come through. I guess, the, I guess it comes down to ethical fair chase. You know, that yeah. when it's daylight, it's more of an even playing field between you and the animal that, you know, you, you guys can equally see each other just as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. I... I'd yeah. have to think about it for a while. And... Yeah, chew on that one. Yeah. You know, it's something I've thought of a lot. Like, if the behavior of the deer is changing, then the behavior of the hunter's got to change, too. That makes it fair. 
you know. Maybe there would be too many taken and it would affect the... Then then don't give people 12 deer tags, you mm. know what I mean? Because, come on, you've seen it as much as I have. Freddy's out there hunting and you're like, hey, how you doing? I, I got six deer already. And, you know, I'm, I'm just shooting this one for my grandma. And then I'm going to shoot two more for Uncle John and then two more for Cousin Pete, mm -hmm. you know. Because he just got out of jail, he's a felon, he can't hunt, so I'm going to fill his freezer too. Because you could buy them doe tags, one a day, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, and they, they just they just wanted to just whack shit. They were just out there killing deer left and right and giving them away to everyone. Like, we probably could limit these tags some. You know, like I said, I, I'm. it's very rare that I have ever tagged out. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, so limit them. The only thing that you would see is the state not wanting to lose that money. You know, well, they're still getting the money through. Oh, you mean through? Yeah, because the, they're, the, they're limiting the, tags. Yeah, yeah, they're not selling gotcha, as many. Gotcha. But then probably what they would do is just increase the price of a tag, anyways. And it's already more expensive than beef. You know, so I think it's greed. Is I don't know. I I just really thought hard on that, and I, I could not really think of a good solid reason of why you shouldn't be able to shoot a deer an hour after dark. You know. Yeah, I'd have to. I, yeah, I have to think about that a little bit more, and about you know, like yeah, internalize it. Really feel sure how I feel about that. Yeah, chew on that because be yeah, on the surface, yeah, like being said, thrown like, on the spot about it. I yeah, I understand. No, like you I know? you know, just initially my mind says, well, that's right. that's just wrong. That's just wrong. But why is it wrong? Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I have we to, shoot raccoons that way. Yeah, I mean raccoons to be shining the light up in the tree, and you know. <laughs> For, the different reasons, for different off. reasons, though. Yeah, we're not even eating the raccoons. No, but you know? because of the nuisance aspect. Like, good luck finding a raccoon during the daytime to right. harvest, right? Right, I've shot them and a couple of times, but yeah, it's at it's night. There, it's, you know, it's hard to get them during right, the day. Right, right. Because right? I mean, they're not, they're truly But a are. lot of the raccoons we, we were shooting weren't really nuisance raccoons. They were, we weren't shooting them really at the chicken coop. Or, you know, on that 10 acres around the chicken coop. We were across town in a different portion of woods, like, shooting just wild raccoons for the pellets and stuff, you know? Like, but I would assume they'd, the become, they'd become nuisance. Because as that area gets overpopulated, yeah, they're going to they move out there out. and find a new area. And, sure. But, you know, and you we, it's not them. like we were out in remote Montana, right. 100 miles from the nearest house. I mean... But, we were still shooting like yeah. not the nuisance raccoon like you know even okay so if they're they overpopulate and they push them out of their area you're gonna get them onesie twosies that's that's actually making it to your land and not the neighbors or somewhere else so you just shoot them as they become a problem mm -hmm. you know we were we were doing it for the sport of it too for the hunt to, to watch the dog tree the coon yeah. and the whole experience yeah. you know was wonderful i i love it but we do it at night we you know we do it with flashlights and uh, I don't know, like, you know, predator hunting, you, you shoot predators at night, like, uh, last night I went out and loaded the outdoor wood burner there, and I heard coyotes, yeah, yeah, I love that they were, sound, they were yelping off, I yeah. could hear, I love listening I could, to them, I could identify three of them, and the yeah. neighbor's dog down the road was Started barking, going in with them, and they, no, he was barking, I think they were closer to him, Ooh, okay, yeah, he was, they were over in that area, right. and, uh, yeah, I I could hear him yeah. barking, so I don't know if he smelled them. Maybe. Yeah. He's one of those big. I don't. Even, there's a name for him. They're like big white farm dogs, and they live outside their whole life. Oh. Uh, 
I'd be lying if I even guessed. But they're specific for that reason, protect. Yeah, they're a farm dog to protect. Matter of fact, a lot of them, they don't, you teach them when they were young the perimeter and they they respect it. There's something about the breed. He stays right inside the horse fences there. I couldn't, like I said, I'd be lying if I guessed. It'll come down. But that dog's never been inside. Because we were going to get one for our farm. You, you walk yeah. on there at 2 in the morning, yeah. and he'll come right to the edge of the horse yeah. fence, bark at you. Yeah. And he doesn't cross their driveway. Because yeah. I run you know, I run down They're that way. Dogs, yeah. Yeah. I told the wife, I said, that's what we need. Yeah. You know, because we they were never... Nev- you we don't were... chain those dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, you just teach them the barrier, yeah. and they respect it. Like, they actually had uh, that underground fence when he was yeah. younger. Right. And that, that's a huge area they yeah. fenced in there. And he had the shot collar. Right. But I don't think it's on him anymore. I think, no. yeah. Those dogs, typically, you don't have to. But I told the wife, I said, that's what we need. I said, that fox would have never got those chickens. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the point right. of it. Yeah, he would have killed that yeah. fox. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Those we were going to get one for our farm. And then, then another thing we looked at was donkeys. Mm-hmm. Because donkeys will kill a coyote. They'll stomp it right to death. And they get real protective of the other animals on a farm. Mm-hmm. I did not know that, hmm. you know. Just kind of weird, all the things you learn, you know, farming mm-hmm. and taking care of animals. That, you know, you had no idea. I, I'll give you one. This is something I wanted to bring up. Like, I love Tim Pool's videos. I mm-hmm. watch them every day. You know, those guys, oh, the camaraderie they have, they're yeah. it's great. It's fun. I don't always agree with everything they say, but I enjoy it. For anybody show. out there, I think that's a good happy medium. Yeah, I think he's a good, solid show, you know. I, I think that's... Yeah. A, I, I just think it's a good middle ground yeah. of information to get right that's and balanced I, between the the intensity of what's going on but right. you know relaxing and still enjoying life too i, I think right. they blend it together right. well the one thing he does though like he, he's got these chickens and he loves chickens mm-hmm. and he's always talking about his chickens and it, it cracks me up and you know he, he's gotten smart over the time of having chickens i've listened to you know, his stories about them and he knows the species mm-hmm. really good now and he's learned a lot but he's always telling people like yeah whatever man the bugs just go and get chickens chickens eat the bugs we eat the eggs mm-hmm. and then eventually if you want eat the chickens mm-hmm. and i did leave a comment in there but i don't know because he you know so many people comment oh, yeah. they probably never even read it or no one even looked at it but uh that works really good down south doesn't work so good up north right and you have to supplement a chicken's diet mm-hmm. half the year and mm-hmm. over over half the year i free range chickens mm-hmm. for years i free range chickens but in the winter mm-hmm. they're not out ranging Mm-mm. when there's six inches of snow they're not out there no bugs to be had there's no <laughs> bugs there's no yeah. bugs so yeah. you you have to so unless yeah. you have a way of you know like Hay in your own field and getting some wheat and you know getting your own grain some oats stocking stocking oats and um chicken scratch things like that cracked corn like you know you got to supplement their diet in the winter and in the winter even if you do open it up they come out a little bit but they like to huddle together for warmth right you see yeah. them all perched together nice and tight you slip your hand in there and it's like 80 degrees yeah. you know it's amazing how they can generate heat like that but yeah, raising chickens down there, so it's not so easy, Tim, is just telling people, well, if you want to eat food and you don't want to eat the bugs, just get some chickens. 
because th there's a lot to it, especially the further north you get. Yeah. It, it gets a little bit more complicated raising chickens and ducks, you know. Just something that I I catch sometimes when, when he's talking about his chickens. And I, I, I would think, man, someone would kind of not correct him on him, but make him aware of mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah, you should probably mention that when you're telling people to go buy chickens. It's really easy. You know, it's really easy. You just let them out and they eat the bugs. And then, well, then we eat eggs. And the and other... The, the other, other blows up for kids, you know? The, other, the other problem is, is we tried free-ranging too. Right. But those chickens don't care where they find the bugs. So they end right. up in the front yard in our mulch. Yes. You know, we have a nice red yeah. mulch laid down. Tear it they, all they, up, they dig it all They have out. it spread yeah. all over the grass. Or they they get in the edge of the woods over there, and mm -hmm. guess what? Fox, Fox gets yeah. them, you know? Right. So, because even today, he's talking about, you know, chickens and just, you know, and the great thing about chickens is they make more chickens. Well, they do when you have a broody hen, and, and you know, one out of six hens that I had would probably be broody enough to hatch eggs, yeah. but... That really only works good at one time of the year, right? Yeah. Um, you know, unless you can bring them in and, and put them, the eggs in an incubator and then hatch your chicks, raise them till they're big enough to introduce them. Look at what you, you know. Yeah. I, I, I've watched you go through the yeah. same things I've went through with that. And, and you know, when you throw chicks in with adult hens, they, they'll eat them. Chickens don't give a shit. They well, like chicken I, too. And I know. know, and I know people on here are going to be like, well, hunt the fox. Well, no shit. Okay. Eat the fox. I work a full time fucking job, ten right. hours a day. Yeah. And the one day I was off, I was two hundred yards away in the woods checking a tree stand. Yeah. And I saw the fox run up in the backyard. I just walked through there three yeah. minutes ago. Right. Grab a chicken. I don't think I hit a step all the way down that tree. Got in the house. Yeah. Got a gun. I knew He's the direction gone. he went. Try yeah. hunting a fox. Yep. Try Good trapping luck. him. You ever hear sly as a fox? Right. There's a reason they say that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like no shit. <laughs> like I, I get it, but you it's you can't. I, easy, I I just man. don't have the time to camp over my hen house. And the other one he got. My yeah. wife had just came home, hauled some groceries in. Yeah. Hadn't even opened the shade on the window. I got the alert on the security camera. Yeah. He'd already gotten one. Yeah. And he's, was gone he's with brave, it. Brave man, he is not shy. He's. He's definitely lost a, the the hunger overtook the fear of man with him yeah. for sure. Uh, he's pretty brazen, you know. He's he's got right, he's go. calculating he's a though. He's yeah, calculating. he's smart. Foxes he's, are smart. Yeah. So it's like he's watching yeah. us as much as he's watching right. the chickens. Oh, I'm sure he's probably he back to. there just how could he have known? Weeds. I just walked yep. through there and waited for you to get yep. through, and then he made his move. Yeah, and just know? like the day she came home. Yeah. Hauled them groceries in. She hadn't even opened the shade yet. So chickens are not chickens are work. Yeah, they're they're so work. now I, now stalls, now they, I keep you know. them. Their fences closed. Sure. They're fenced in. He can't get to them. Right. They can't get out. Yeah. It it sucks because we lost four really good egg layers right. over this summer. Man, that hurts. You know that's you're six months away. You know what I mean. One but, one was raccoon. Yeah. And then the others were that fox, you know. And finally, now we've had to keep them. Even the genetically altered birds, unless you're, you know, dealing with Cornish and, you know, meat birds. Yes. Uh, it takes a while to yeah. raise a chick into a laying hen, yeah. you know. Yeah. That, there's a lot of work that's in there. So, you know, I I wish he wouldn't make it sound quite so easy, you know. Because I, I think I people are going to go on... buy some chickens and they're going to find out, like, well, right. man, this is kind of I, well, it's a lot of work. You know? I guess it depends. If you have 
a fenced-in backyard in town, and you're allowed to have chickens. And you put a it, little coop out there. Yeah, it sure. can be, you know, you get three hens. Like, yeah. chances of a predator getting in your fenced-in backyard. Raccoons. Yeah, Raccoons you could. Will. But if you, lock, if you close them up at night, yeah. if you lock them in the hen house at night, because you've, seen the, you've are, seen the coons go right through that chicken wire yeah. into the coop. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, every time, and and you know, there was there was a little while I had 150 chickens, man, yeah. and and a bunch of ducks and everything else. So yeah. it was stupid that I I built that coop was the size of a log cabin, and the coons would break in, and I would figure out how they did it, and I would fix it and make it impossible for them to get in, and then they would figure out a different way. Mm -hmm. They were almost as bad getting in as my beagles were escaping and getting out. It was mm -hmm. almost impossible to make a, a real true raccoon-proof uh, coop. Mm -hmm. And I, I could keep the possums out pretty good. They're, they're only going to challenge it so much, but man, raccoons are smart, and they're tough. Hungry. And they're hungry. Yeah. yeah, man, they will they will rip that wire out. I I tack that wire down different ways between staples and tacks and bent nails and screws and how they can rip it open like that sometimes it amazes me. I, I guess desperateness to get some chicken, mm -hmm. you know, and and it would always kind of start the same. They'd get in, they'd take some eggs. You know, and I'm like, eh, whatever. I lost a few eggs, but eventually eventually they see that chicken sitting there and just, you know they can't resist it they're like screw the egg i'm taking the chicken you know i lost a lot of chickens over the years to raccoons you know i i trapped a lot of raccoons i didn't want to shoot them all so i i live trapped them and took them miles away and dropped them off you know but uh i, I at least for people you know when you're getting north of the equator up this way like yeah chickens are not they're they're a little more work than you know they're worth it for sure i love the farm eggs the you know like my cholesterol was great i i ate all kinds of eggs and i never had cholesterol problems you right. know it's about a third less cholesterol than a store-bought egg mm -hmm. and if you free range your chickens it's about two-thirds less cholesterol supposedly higher yeah. vitamins yeah. A to e. yeah yep. so they're they're definitely good for yeah. you uh they taste better I remember and the I think story you more... told me about the brownies or something that your wife made with the yeah. the uh, the different the store bought eggs and and everyone could tell that that yeah. I think it were brownies yeah. that they were better and everybody picked the ones that were made yeah. out of the farm eggs and yeah, yeah it definitely I think it's a more ethical way of procuring eggs mm -hmm. too versus oh, knowing how farms. when you buy those eggs out of the store God. that's why I would encourage anybody that can legally own chickens own get some just get sure. a small flock yeah make sure fun. you have a secure place for them because man they can get friends because like, your neighbor's dog will kill them just as oh, fast yeah. as a coyote yeah we have dogs a, have a tendency yeah. to for some reason to want to kill chickens your brother-in-law lost a lot mm -hmm. of chickens to neighbor's was, dogs yeah. but man that it was sad like because like you're saying it's a lot of work and it, it's not to me it's not a lot of work we give them some food. We give them some water. Right. That's it. Muck we collect our eggs. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah her we go poop. out there and, you know, yeah. every couple of weeks we gotta shovel out, cause where they, we do let them out of their coop and they right. have like a chicken. Run. How big do you yeah. think that is? Uh, that's gotta be. Oh, it's good size. That's gotta be. Yeah. Twenty-four by, forty maybe. Forty fifty maybe. Yeah, and it's yeah. four foot fence, yeah. so the fox can't get to them inside there. Right. So they do get out. Now the days like it's raining, yeah, or for whatever reason we don't let them out. 
that's where they accumulate a lot of crap right. in the bottom of their coop because they're just sitting in there all yep. day eating and shitting. But we scrape that out every couple of weeks yeah. just with a flat shovel, get the shit out of there, and any of the in up in their nesting area, just scrape out the pine shavings, sure. throw some new in there. It's, it's and not, I'm not it, saying like it's a terrible amount no. of work, like you know you can't do it. It's definitely worth it. I just think mm-hmm. it's a lot more work than what Tim kind of romanticizes about the chickens. Well, like he almost makes it sound maybe, like they're self-sufficient. You don't have to touch them, and and maybe down south it is easier. Like free ranging your birds, There's, there probably is bugs all year long that they can eat. May, you probably don't but, have to supplement their food as much. But, you know, you, you're also forgetting, you, you know, you're getting out of work on Friday. you got to drag your ass to Tractor Supply and, you know, go get feed, you know, go get new fresh straw for that. There's a lot more than just, like, I have some chickens in the backyard and I'm going to go get their eggs. You know, there, there is. There's work to it. You know, but maybe, an investment. Maybe he's trying to simplify it so more people get them so that more well, people maybe. have. Right, if and he that makes, if he makes it seem, I if he makes he maybe he feels if he makes it burdensome, burdensome, yeah. and this people complicated thing, people won't do it. So maybe he yeah. feels like if he simplifies it, people will get them. Sure. I had a guy at work ask me, "Man, you know, I've been trying to talk my wife into it, but she said it's too hard and this and that." I'm like, "It's nothing. Your kids can't take care of as right. a regular chore." Sure, it's really some food, water, collect some eggs every like couple weeks, clean them out. You yeah. Know? Really? Yeah. Feed it, water it, change its litter. And like ours, uh, that they have a two and a half gallon water. Right. And their feeder you is. You don't fill that every day. Four gallons, I think their feeder is. Yeah. yeah every three, four days. Yep. And then every. Yeah, and then the every, coon wants to get in there to get to the feeder. Yeah. And then it goes from the feeder to the eggs, and yeah. then the eggs to the chicken yeah. every time, you know? Yeah. No, it's definitely worth it. Like, I loved having chickens. I wouldn't have 150 of them no. again. No, know, I, think... I, I did not believe that you could really get an egg a day out of a chicken. I thought that was exaggerated. Yeah. And no, most of the breeds of birds that I ended up Pretty with, close. really close to yeah. an egg a day. I had so many eggs, I couldn't give them away. You know, I was giving eggs away to every human being I knew, just because you don't want to waste them, yeah. you know, yeah. um, until I knocked that that flock down to mm-hmm. was reasonable you know um yeah a half a dozen chickens you know it's just perfect a little hobby farm you know maybe some raised beds back there that you can fence off a little bit so the chickens ain't getting in there eating you know your vegetables and stuff that you're growing but yeah it's it can be a lot of fun and very rewarding i want to go back to that fishing controversy yeah. the that's, cheater yeah that's yeah. pretty wild man that's Sad. Really, I, for me, it's shaken my faith in the fishing industry. Sure. Because I've known for a long time, the fishing industry catches more fishermen than fishermen catch fish. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like lures, yeah. right? Right. Like, oh, what lure? What color is that? And it does have an effect to a degree. I, I a lot know. of lures can, are designed, I think. We can debate that, too, because, you know, my, my friend that's a pro amateur walleye guy and uh being him to buy the hell out of custom colors customs yeah. got to be the thing you know mm-hmm. because here i got this bait and you can't buy that in the store and you know i catch more fish on this wonder bread color than any you know 
I think the the real good article, me and him debated that forever. I thought customs was more for the fishermen than the fish. You know, it was status, like I have a Matthews bow or, you know, it was just, I think we fall for the shiny mm -hmm. as much as the, the fish do. Um, I think when a new lure comes out, my feeling was the reason it worked so good was because it's a little different action. It looks a little bit different mm -hmm. than what those fish are used to seeing. So they want to eat it and taste it and see what it is. And you notice after a couple of years of a new lure that's the go-to, it, it does kind of slow down and it doesn't, because everyone's using it, the fish are used to seeing it now. Um, and then something new comes on. As far as color, the best study we could find really substantiated my argument more than his that in reality the walleye only seeing a couple of colors it's not it doesn't make that big of a difference so custom colors really were truly for the sportsman and not the fish now maybe i'm wrong i could be mm -hmm. you know i'm not a biologist right but the best research i could do and find that's what it led you to believe you know which i was still i still have fun collecting them yeah. and i'm still gonna buy custom oh, yeah. colors yeah, no doubt. Because they're neat looking, and I like kind of taking on the guy that I'm fishing with, going, "Hey, yeah, you uh, you don't got this color, do you? Oh, I'm kicking your ass today because I got the color and you don't. Like, yeah, I like that. It's I fun, have, I you know? to me, it's like an art. I have yeah. lures I got. I have lures that guys have made me mm -hmm. that just hang back there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got like some art I don't to use, me. Right? You know, I I have... they're beautiful, man. Yeah. One of my good friends, he he does custom colors and he, he's doing them for the walleye tour mm -hmm. right now. Like he's huge with that, and man, it's just beautiful. I I've looked at his because I painted my own and they mm -hmm. weren't, you know what I mean. But man, I've looked at some of his stuff and said, "How art. did you even do that?" Yeah, it's like, art. yeah, it is. It's really neat. I just wonder, like. I understand what led this. I'm sure it's greed. Yeah. I'm sure it's pure greed, like that led these yeah. gentlemen to allegedly have done what right. they had done, right? The sad thing is, from what I understood, is the fish they had without cheating. Yeah. They were still way. They would have won that easily. I don't know if they would have won. Yeah. I listened to a podcast the director did. That guy that was cutting those fish open. Yeah. I don't know. They, I don't, I'm not going to say. he had the biggest fish. The article I read was yeah. he had the biggest fish. It sounds like it would have been close whether really? or not they had See, enough the one weight. I yeah. read said they, yeah. I'll, they I'll send you the podcast. Yeah. And the article I read said they, they absolutely had it. I don't made think, it even worse. Yeah, they definitely didn't have to know? go as far as they did. Yeah. And then but, they cheated so drastically. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, he was saying because he sees yeah. thousands of fish. Right. And so you when get he a saw fish this size and it's yeah, and that's know, what 14 pounds, like come on, man. Yeah, he said when here. he when he was oh, looking at it, yeah. there, he's like, oh, you know, this one's gonna weigh about this, yep. you know, and he was doing the calculation in his sure. head about where they'd be placing, you know, as they were in line. And from my understanding, is he won like three hundred thousand last year in the in the tournaments and they, a new boat and they, stuff. They. Yeah, the guy that cheated, <laughs> yeah. both of them, or well, both of yeah. them, yeah, they, but, yeah, yeah, they both, yeah, yeah. I've heard their winnings have been substantial. And there's been a lot of people questioning, you know, you know probably I guess, was cheating all the way through, but, but can't I, prove it. Right? Then I was wondering how many of those guys all are cheating oh, yeah. to some degree, maybe not to that Look, level where they're it's shoving. It's really common that those guys will shove sinkers in the fish. 
but you got to be careful with that because a lot of times when you pull your fish out to weigh it, it they puke yeah. they puke up what they just ate so when they start puking up sinkers you know what i mean like uh it's pretty easy to get caught too but all those guys cheat they you know they they don't follow the boundaries they, right. they get out of the boundaries somewhere where you know they know there's some big fish stacked that they've been pre-fishing it for so i would week. imagine you know with that high of stakes mm-hmm. those kinds of winnings right you know sponsorships there's a lot of pressure on man but i assume know, especially if you're the guy on top so this could have been look the guys they won and uh then they had the pressure to stay on top so then they started cheating who yeah. knows it's sad real sad just really takes your heart out of these tournaments like yeah. you know why even pay attention to them that, you know that's why i said kind of shaking my faith yeah because then i look at other tournaments that mm-hmm. i followed and i'm like how is it the same guy or the same couple of guys right. stood on top for so long? Mm-hmm. They're pretty much all equally matched in skills. You're telling me this one guy or these two guys in this tournament dominated for three well, or four years? You have, when You have the, the tournament that's local. When it opens, yeah. I won't yeah. say where, but you know what I'm yeah. talking about. You, the one you I partake in, yeah. In, yeah. You get yeah. into it. I usually do. Yeah. Uh, but no one that fished local in those tributaries ever won, ever. It was always the guys that went out on the open water, the big water, and they would make that run. So unless you got $60,000, $80,000 for a nice boat and all the fuel and all the gear and the know-how to get out there and get on those fish, like you really have a snowball's chance in hell of ever winning that tournament. You're just not No, but I know a guy who consistent, man, I I shouldn't even talk about this on the podcast. I know a guy that consistently places. Yeah. That has one of those feed troughs in his basement. Mm-hmm. Catches walleye, throws them in there, fattens yeah. them up till spring tournament, and they right. end up in his live well. Sure. So there's always yeah. That's I'm it's, like it's cheating. Right. You know what I mean? Or it's guys that they they have the money, they can do it, they can make that run. Yeah. The average guy fishing that tournament. Yeah. Is low, which I always fished it because the camaraderie, yeah. right? You yeah. got your buddy who's in a boat too. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of money. You know what I mean? You could yeah. you could a couple hundred dollars here in yeah. the state to to get a boat that would be worthy to. Yeah, to my kids, my there. kids and yep. I did it last year. Right. You know, we'll do so it again this, or this year. I should say, and we'll I do love. it again next year. I love that you know? tournament. I do, but I never fished it ever believing that. No, because you just I, don't have the fish in the river. Yeah, of that quality. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're, Not that time of year. No, they're they're in the big water. Yeah. We still have fun doing it though. Yeah, we it's we fun. boat fish and mm-hmm. I this this year I cut everyone loose I caught. Yeah. <laughs> the, the actual, I don't even weigh them. I don't even it's just fun, like yeah. you said, you know, like just being the, part of it, the camaraderie right? yeah. at the boat launch, you know, yeah. the, talking the with friends, what time are you getting sure. out there, where are you gonna be at? You know, the text yeah. you, hey, this is where I'm at yeah. and they'll meet up there and shoot the shit for a while yeah, yeah but, that, you know the guys in the big water do the same shit they just throw yeah. gps coordinates to each other mm-hmm. and you know we've met up with other boats on the water lots of times out there you know shot the shit for a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah and some and a lot of those guys too another thing they do is pool their fish mm-hmm. you know, absolutely they, they get a I've, lot of that so. i know guys that have done it yep for sure so tournaments and that tournament has a lie detector test too yeah <laughs> you know right but it, I mean, it, it it's it is disheartening though that at that level you would think by then 
people that it would it would truly just be like you know you want it right. this time just because you were on them and you know next week right. you know next I'm time we won because... and i'm gonna pre-fish the tournament me and him won you know and we did great but you know we pre-fished we had a good idea where the fish were the weather was bad that day and he said do you want to stay local and play or are we going to make the run and i said go big or go home mm -hmm. baby let's go for it and we made the run and you know we won mm -hmm. we won a good amount of money it was fun it was a blast the weigh-ins are awesome i i love being part of it it just you know it, i just it is disheartening the way some of them people behave like that so. uh, like what do those guys do now because like they completely shit away their yeah. fishing careers right right like they're I, gonna have a hard time ever recovering. I don't know that. if they work They're not regular any sponsors ever. Yeah, I don't know if they worked regular jobs and this was a side thing or if this was their At career. At that level, it might have been. That's career, what I'm wondering. You know? Yeah. And if it was like, it was your house get foreclosed now? Right. Your truck well, get repossessed? Well, I mean, he still has a like, hundred thousand dollar boat there. You could sell the. Right, but you know, you know, you know as well as I do. Yeah. You. You finance yeah. your lifestyle, and you get used sure. to living that lifestyle That's based hard. on that you're gonna the, take this much they call in. It the and... fall from grace for a reason, man. It hurts. Right. <laughs> you know, that hurts your feelings. I'll tell you, fishing story was funny. We were actually in that tournament this year. Yeah. And we were going by this spot. My kids are older now. Yeah. I can tell them some stories, you know. And right. We're getting more to that friendship instead of the yeah. parent relationship. And we were going by the spot, and I, I told him, I said, man, I, I was probably 14, 15, right around there, maybe 16, and uh, it was right downtown there, Main Street, and there was, like, some studio apartments above those old buildings down yeah. there, and these guys we knew, they'd go down there and jam out, you know, right. 2, 3 in the morning, <laughs> real big open floor yeah. plan area, you know, just a hang, right? and we'd ride our bikes down there. And uh, I'd usually stay at my buddy's house, and his mom was yeah. not really around, so we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. And we'd ride down there and listen to them guys jam out and shit, sure. you know, smoke cigarettes and shit, yeah. you know. All the bad things. Right, and uh, so we were going by the spot, and I, I was telling the kids, I'm like, oh, I'm like, you see that? Well, there was like this balcony that came over this um, storm drain discharge. Yeah. I'm like, you see that spot there? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, one time my buddy Mike and I were coming down here. To listen, you know, I was talking about that where the studio apartment yeah. was where them guys would jam out. And uh, I knew Winchester would like it because, you know, he likes playing guitar. Right. And, you know, this is, you know, that transition between the hair bands and, you know, the grunge scene. Right. You know, so it was, it was a pretty cool era of music, you right. know. Anyways, I'm like, so we were coming down that road right there and I had to piss. And so I told my buddy, I said, well, let's stop right here. I'll piss right by the river. Yeah. That way I ain't got to piss when we get there, you know. And I'm I'm pissing off this balcony, and I'm, I got, I'm like, talking to him. Right. You know, and I, I turned around like I was finishing up, shaking, zipping off, and I hear, you motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh -oh. what would you say? He goes, I didn't say nothing, and. Uh -oh. Dude, this guy's coming up the bank. Oh, yeah. They were down there fishing. I, I pissed them. on him. Yeah, you hosed him. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> and he's like, you motherfucker, I'm going to kill you, you son of a bitch. Well, luckily, they were drunk, <laughs> right. and they couldn't make it up the bank very fast. Yeah. He got within about 10 feet of me. By the time Ooh, I realized, it's not a real steep, on, it's not right. a super steep bank there. Yeah. But by the time, it was dark, you know, it's like 2 wow. a.m., 
Holy shit, dude. I fucking <laughs> zipped her up. We hopped yeah. on our freaking bikes, dude, and we're, oh my yeah. god. I thought. Pedaling for your life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew if we got yeah. close to that studio, we were safe. Right. Like, you know, a couple fucking 40 year old drunk guys, and these guys are all in their oh, early man. 20s. They would have wrecked yeah. them, you know. Can't but I just saw. Close the guy down there yeah, fishing. I fucking pissed him over. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I just thought, man, if they would have got a hold of me, they'll ran. Oh, yeah, they yeah, probably yeah. were throwing me in that fucking Oh, you lawn, know man. it. You were getting wet. Probably hosed and then wet. The kids were just like, they couldn't believe yeah. it. They were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, they thought yeah. it was such a cool story. Oh, you know, awesome. I was telling them about that's that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. So, I built a hat out of tin foil. We got enough time, I think, to get into sure. something else. What do you want? What do you want to deep dive in? You know, come on, I, I didn't build this hat mm. for nothing today. I don't know. What do, you, what do you want to get into? Ghosts, aliens, what? You know? Mm. Some more Bigfoot or, I don't know. I don't know. Something else to deep dive or just... What did I miss in news this week? I really... You know, man, It's most of it's just nuclear holocaust shit. Like, I don't, I don't know that I caught anything really good. Uh some people getting euthanized that's getting to be pretty popular again i guess doctor assisted suicide but it's like not even old people now man it was like this with this girl is she's belgium i think uh 23 i think she was and she was in a mall that had gotten bombed by isis and killed like Uh 33 people or somewhere in that vicinity and she escaped uninjured didn't have any energy in in injuries my lord Mm -hmm. uh but the trauma of it, you know, emotionally took its toll. So six years later, she's on like handfuls of medication and she's been through therapy and she wanted to kill herself. So they euthanized her mm. and it kind of started this whole debate on, you know, I mean, you have the right to live. Do you have the right to die if you want? But, you know, can the government make you stay alive? Mm-hmm. Right. So, of course, I'm very conflicted because I'm like, you know. We don't need any more laws. We have enough laws. Like, who who's the government to tell me what, you know, on one hand. But on the other, you know, if this person's sick, and obviously she was, and there was other methods to maybe help her that might have worked better that never was tried, do we have a obligation as a society to stop this for a minute and make sure that everything has been exhausted before you allow that to happen Hmm. now then the question is is you know do you help this person so it's done humanely or do you just tell them suck it up buttercup and then they go home with a shotgun in the mouth and make a mess and you know traumatize their family and i don't know he's man it was really complicated and i thought god you know this is uh this is going to be a pretty heavy debate but it's like the third one that's happened recently and none of them were like physically well the one gentleman in canada he had hearing loss you know some hearing loss and they said he wasn't even wearing his hearing aids you know had he worn those it would have fixed it he was just going through some depression and he wasn't taking his medication his family was against it and they euthanized him anyways the doctors Mm. did so Mm. um you know like I, i think it was on pool brought up some of it or it was one of the other channels I watched. They uh, they said like uh, population control. Anybody, you know, like are they really just are we really gonna go down that road as a society? I, I don't know. It was interesting 
debate in my own head. So I could imagine what society's gonna do with this going back and forth. Um, I don't know, because it really conflicted me. Like, I, I hate to see, especially a young person, take their life. It, and they were talking about uh, people dying on the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Mm -hmm. like, a lot of people jump off that bridge, but some people survive. I'm pretty sure it was on, on Tim Pool's channel that he had told the story that there was a documentary done and every one of those survivors, 100% of the survivors said the same thing, the same two things. One, that they were glad that they survived it. And two, that the minute they jumped, they had complete clarity of their depression, of there's nothing going on in their life that they could not fix. But they had that after they jumped. You know? So... So... Something happened chemically when they jumped. Yes. Yep. So if you could figure out how they got that clarity, that breakthrough of their depression, where the minute they jumped, they thought, shit, you know, my problems ain't that bad. Why'd I jump? Mm-hmm. You know what I so mean? So there's instant regret. Yes, instant regret. So should we really then, like, because what happens with, with these... What, you're going to have doctors now that are going to charge you. Is this going to end up being a big giant money maker? Like, you know, the other medical treatments we've seen that was promoted heavily and lots of people got really rich off of it. I don't know. It was just, it's just really crazy to... Just instantly my brain rapid firing back and forth of part of me saying, well, I mean, if someone, you know, you can't make someone live. And obviously you could try to prevent it, but, and, and you know, I know this from experience, this has happened in my family, uh, that they're going to do it. They're going to, they'll find a way, you know, you, you, you show up there and you pry the gun out of their hands that they're going to, they're going to drive their car off a bridge they'll they'll figure out something right you know they'll they'll shut themselves up in a garage and leave the vehicle running or a generator running uh pass that way but but again is this something that we should promote though or is, or should this be like the very last 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 way and then okay everything has been exhausted you know because where does it stop when it's about mental illness and it's not really that I could see like if you were stage four cancer, you couldn't eat anymore. You've been through the chemo and radiation, like you're just done. And the quality of life is just terrible to just want to go now. They were taught, telling a story about someone that was, she was uh, terminally ill and she was only being kept alive by a machine. I mean, that, without the machine, she'd die. Right. And they, like, weren't letting her pass. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. kind of why. Are you making money every day she lives on this machine? Or what's going on there? Like, I, I could understand someone like that. But when, when it comes to a relatively young, healthy person, like, I, I don't know. It, it'll be a good debate. It'll be an interesting debate. But I think at least initially and and i haven't had much time to really like digest it and chew on it but i think initially i kind of view it the same way i did abortion that 
shouldn't be illegal, but it shouldn't be anything that's really promoted either. You know what I mean? Like if there's some social pressure to just avoid it, if you can, then maybe it'll knock enough of them down that it's kind of manageable, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but there's a lot of social pressures in North Korea too to make sure that people stay suppressed too. Right. So even yeah. social pressures scare me. Can, yeah can be wrong well i mean look at the social pressure for some of these medical treatments that we race recently went through like you know there was a lot of uh shame that was done to people right. because so they that's didn't want where done. I so, get, yeah that's true too you know good point yeah very good point yeah that's tough that's mm -hmm. a real tough one man because i don't i don't i don't want to see them like turn this into some big fad of you know a bunch of 20 year olds killing themselves because you know, North Korea's testing missiles. China just started pushing our buttons again today. You know, there's some aircraft carrier with uh, nuclear missiles on there right now that they're, you know, pushing into some of our territories. I like, see yeah, I seen that today. And then, you know, Russia and, you know, like, you know, <laughs> the world's just a tough place right now and it's probably going to get tougher for a while. The, the future's a little bit bleak. You know, go kill yourself for it, though. You know, but then again, other people are saying, "Hey, it's natural selection. If you're too weak to survive it, you know, fine. Only the strongest survive, and we're animals like any other animal here." But see, I, I feel horrible for anybody that's we're supposed to be dealing with that, better than that animals, mental so. conflict in their life. Where, mm -hmm. and a lot of these people have uh, yeah. what most people what people would consider a good life. Right. 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 Like they have a decent job, yep. they're paying their bills, they have a loving family around them, nice yep. house, nice vehicle, full cupboards. Right. Something inside them. So. And I'm not even going to try to, I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me because right. I've never been in a situation where I've had those thoughts. I'm, I thank God every day I wake up that I wake up with, you know. Right. Heart beating, lungs breathing. Sure. You know, mind thinking. And you know what? Legs moving. Every day when I wake up, I thank God for the same things. Mm -hmm. Before I even set up, mm -hmm. before I take my morning leak, I thank God for having I, another I think... day here. But me personally, and you know, and I'll I'll be honest with people there, like depression something I struggled really heavily with. Yeah. And I had some really difficult moments in my life. Um, but again, I'm here and I'm glad that I'm here. And the thing is about depression is it, it convinces you that, and, and I, by all measures, have a wonderful life. I have a beautiful safety net of people around me that love me and support me, whether it be friends, whether it's family, my ex-wife, like, you know, there's just great people around me. Um, decent income, all the toys that, you know, you could want. I could do all the hobbies and do them in style now, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't ice fish on a bucket in the cold anymore, you know. I got an $1,800 nice warm shanty that I could take a nap in, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just I, I fish in a, a hoodie, so I, I have further all these wonderful for, things. Further yeah. reinforce my point earlier about... Sure. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I admit, I fall into that. So... You know, like, people would look at my life and I got wonderful kids and, like, why would you... But depression has this way of getting in your head and it's like this... It's, I always described it as a self-eating entity. Like, it can only live 
by you being depressed. It's like this just demon that's on you, and it's always whispering in your ear, like, you know, your family would be better off without you. Yes, they love you. Yes, it hurt, but, you know, in the long run, you're doing them a favor, you know? Mm. Or uh, don't don't get out of bed. Just today's not worth it, you know? Like, don't, no, you don't want to get up. You don't want to take a shower. You don't want to eat, especially anything healthy, you know? Um, because it gets stronger that way. And anything that you do that would make you feel better, depression is talking you out of it constantly. Because as you feel better, you start to conquer this. And I always viewed it as this battle inside me of good and evil, this this demon that's always trying to get to me. And, and uh, so when I didn't want to do those things, I'd have to fight harder to make sure, you know, get your ass up, make sure you're doing something. Um, the spiritual aspect of it is another whole part that just empowered me, you know, prayer, Christ, just being thankful for having the friends that I have that being able to do this, mm -hmm. you know, look at what we've done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I granted the channel might seem a little smaller at the second, but man, this was amazing. And mm -hmm. this is something we dreamed about, like, and we're, we're living it, mm -hmm. you know, we're living the dream now. I look forward to every Saturday. Yes. I cannot wait on Monday. I cannot wait for Saturday. I know. I, I, I love doing this. Um, it's, and in some ways it's our therapy, man. Yeah. It's where we get to go to our reach to may our not be day. far, but it will eventually. Oh yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. I think It'll... we have the right recipe. I think, you know, kind of that, you know, the whole just average guy and what they think, yeah. what normal people kind of think yeah. about stuff, I think is going to resonate real well. Depression. I think, these people need help. I think we need to do a better job of helping them first before you give up on them and give them a needle. Yeah. I, I think we got to be really, really careful with that because I, I think, it, you know, what What if this person says, look, I've tried everything. I just want to go and it's my life. Let me go. Mm -hmm. But then if you did fix them, if you did help them in a certain way, help give them the tools to fight back, what happens if they would have actually changed their mind a week later? You know, if you'd have given them one more week, they could have broke out of this and been someone that is productive in society. Like, so the whole, you know, let the weak die off and only the strong survive. I, yeah, but you know what? Bullshit. Because I've dealt with depression and, and I've spent years on an ambulance helping take care of people. I helped save lives. I helped be a good person in my community to help my community you know i i showed up at 11 o'clock at night to help grandma take her medication or her inhaler uh so i think my life was worth something you know i i don't think these people have ever been affected by suicide i've right. been affected by yeah suicide you know right. a, a someone i know yeah you know very closely committed suicide and I seen what it did to the family afterwards, it. and they don't that recover. that that ripple effect is going to spread into that person's grandkids. Yeah. Right. I once heard someone say one time that suicide was a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. Amen to that. If a problem can be solved with time or money, it's a good problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It. It's just horrific, and uh, that's why I think a lot of these people, you know, that same shit, you know, yep. like, oh, they're strong, survive, and they're fucking weak-minded, and blah blah. Fuck off, all right. Yeah, you just don't understand. Depression. When you have, when you have a loved one, a close friend commit suicide, 
and you have to see yep. what their family deals with for the rest of their life, fucking come talk to me. You watch these Navy SEALs come back here, or just even the military in general that, you know, was in Iraq and Afghanistan, they come back, they kill us. Those guys were warriors, man. Right. You're, you're telling me they're pussies? Right. No way. Right. They're just broke. Right. You know, they need some help. Right. That's all. So, I, yeah, yeah, you know, when suicide obviously impacted my life, you mm-hmm. know, my my best friend mm-hmm. did, and, and he was young. We were young. And there was different times, different stages in my life, whether it was the birth of a child or going to college or just different things that happened in my life. And I thought, you know, these were monumental moments that he never got to experience. Mm-hmm. And... Had and, he just held on, he he would have he would have moved out of those issues and found happiness. And I mean, we all have ups and downs. No, where, no, you know, 100%. you get happy, but then <clears throat> the bottom falls out. You know, like I told my middle son, you make a plan at life, and then you know, like they say, you throw a good plan out the window and you start making a new one because mm-hmm. life doesn't go the way you always plan it to. Sometimes bad shit happens, and it's not that you made bad decisions. It's just the way it works, you know? Like, right now, the economy sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not any decision I made that made that economy suck. Right. You know? These were other decisions by other people, and you know, that I had no control over. So, you know, life life can kick you in the nuts sometimes, but if you hold on, it always gets better. And what I learned was, out of every dark, bad thing that ever happened, something good always came out of it. And in the end, I could look back and go, you know, that sucked and it was hard, but I'm glad I went through it because it put me where I'm at, and that's a pretty good place to be. The so, older I get, I believe life is less about me and more about those around me. Yeah. I had a conversation with some guys at work on Friday, and, you know, they were asking me about getting older and sexual right. drive and shit. And, you know, some of these guys are younger, you know. Sure. And, you know, they want to... You know, they, they want to have sex every day, you yeah, know, like and this and that. And five, I'm, six times a right, day. Right, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I believe the reason those desires slow down and diminish is as we get older, if we were focused on sex as much at 45 and 50 as we were at 17 and 18, yeah. we wouldn't be able to spread our knowledge now instead of being concentrated instead on spreading spread our your seed. seed Right. Spread knowledge. We get to spread the huh. knowledge because now we're not like focused that. on that. Yeah, yeah, and the one guy was like, I like "Holy that. shit!" Like he had never. Yeah. Yeah, huh. he was blown away. He was like, "That's yeah, that's pretty, that's a crazy way of looking at it." I, I like know, that. It's just something I thought of, you know, yeah. like makes sense. Huh. No shit. Yeah. Spread Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Just knowledge. something I thought of, oh, you know, just wow. something that kind of resonated with me. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. That is kind of a cool way of looking at it. I yeah. like that. You know, and I, that's why I truly believe, you know, it's more about those around us than it is about us. Sure. Right. Yeah. I like it. Because even our, you know, our own biology drives yeah. us to reproduce another version of us, right? Right. And we got to protect that version of oh, us yeah. so it can have another version right. of us. Yep. Right? Exactly. So we have to ensure that the version of us that we created so it really is, is a well male's purpose to seek out and impregnate as many females as possible to ensure his own bloodline wow maybe not we as, are animals. no 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 i didn't say as many <laughs> I'm as possible <laughs> i'm busting you now. I, I was saying the ones that we do <laughs> right we protect them and the yeah. ones that they gave right. birth to yeah and then we give them the knowledge to ensure the ones they give birth to sure another ver- third version yeah. of us survives 
you hey, know and, uh question were you gonna show the uh the other camera oh yeah and yeah, kind of do the announcement on that because yeah we are look getting at that. close dun 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 to having guest yeah someone come in and hang out with us and... yeah i think we've secured an individual that i think is going to be fun probably going to take multiple times probably to get all of it oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah even in a two yeah. three hour yeah, podcast we're not going to get it all we're going to be no scratching way. the surface but there's so. the empty seat yep. so we're we're going to put someone in there we're going to have a guest guys yeah, yeah that's exciting yeah it is i already communicated with them we yeah. got a little paperwork to take care of right but it looks like we're uh it'll be fun i'm looking forward to finally. it. finally that's Soon. been that's been yeah in the works that's yep. been some doing to figure this all out and extra cameras fun. and microphones yep. and yeah so yeah that is definitely exciting so thanks, the view. thanks for reminding me about that yeah. though because uh yeah wanted, to, yeah wanted to pump them up a little bit about it because yeah it'll be fun oh that'll be a good time that'll be uh there should be some funny stories getting flown back and oh, forth man. on that one <laughs> yeah oh man i can't wait That'll definitely yeah. bring some laughs to the yeah. table. It'll maybe, be soon. maybe a tear. Yep, soon. What do you think? Two hours deep. Yeah, yeah, I Call think that's her. probably deep enough. Yeah, I think if if anyone's awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure they're awake. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, do your thing. The, the like. Yeah, make sure you guys like, subscribe, share, find it on all platforms. So even if you can't watch it on YouTube and video yeah. form, you guys listen to it on podcasts on your way home from work, at work. Mowing grass, raking leaves, whatever you may be doing, building your house on the weekend. Sure. Rebuilding the engine in your car, whatever. Hit it, please. Thumbs yep. up. Let people know. Help us out. Yeah, we're trying to. We trying put a lot to help. Of work into this. Yeah, we're, trying. we're trying to help people. Yep. Just have a different perspective on stuff. Yeah. Trying to trigger thought. Think a little. You know, yeah. Yep. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks.